This is Pastor Jay of Walker Truth Radio Network. And I'm coming on a second time because I was sitting here pondering something. I was sitting here thinking about where I thought. Well, let me put it this way. I found out that there was death, darkness, and deceit at a place that should have life, light, and truth. I'm going to say it again. I found out through my travels that the place that I thought that should have life, light, and truth, I find that the Bible's true. There's more darkness, death, and deceit, and it's in the church that you might be in. It is a shame and I can understand why people don't want to become part of what we call the church, the organized church. It's supposed to be about unifying under the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and what he done for us on the cross. And it turns out to be a place where hierarchies and separations are set up. And when Jesus died, the wall of separation that separated us from God, the offense he paid for that wall to come down. But yet, when you look at the, the, the ergonomics of our churches, uh, the structure, it's set up to divide. You have chairs that kings sit in. You have uh, uh, so-called pulpits that can't be approached by women. And you have uh, a different ranking in the pews. And that's not the environment for unity. That's the environment for darkness, death, and deceit prosper. And then when you have leadership that's inept, where the only place they are important is when they carry their title and they wear their title like they wear their name. Instead of wanting to be called a brother or sister in Christ, they want to be called pastor, apostle, and all that stuff that on one level is respectful, but on a whole nother level is selfishness, it's arrogance, it's ego, and the question you ask, did they earn what supposedly God gave them in grace? And if God gave them the gr in grace, the Bible clearly teaches us that we should not boast what was given to us by grace. But I just see that. I, I, it hurts my heart, and it really does, saints of God, because I came late, and I love church that's in the scriptures. I love the Philippian church. I love the Galatian church, even though they had problems. But that level of darkness, because congregations become so self-contained, not looking at the demographics of what's going on. That's how most churches die. They become so self-contained that as the congregation gets older, they don't understand that the Great Commission was to go out and fish, not to stand there and look at the door and hope that somebody comes in. And most churches that are fleeting and failing, this is one of the things that they say. And you've heard it. Oh, we're a hospital. You know why they say that? And some are generally a hospital, but you know why they say that when they're fleeting and failing? Because they have lost the zeal, the salt, the savior to go out and speak to people to the point that they get curious about Christ and then 
they lead them to Christ and then they respect them and then they come because of them. There's no discipleship going on. You're trying to get members. You're trying to pack the house. And the leadership that you have is not charismatic enough to do so, but you're not supposed to do it with your charisma. You're supposed to do it with the truth versus deceit. And you guys know I'm telling the truth. People get seriously hurt in church because they trust the leader has a skill set of leadership because they have a collar on, because they've been whatever, whatever, so, so many years. But just like we say our young men that go to the penitentiary become institutionalized at some time, a lot of people are institutionally churched. They've lost what the mission was. They haven't gone out and did anything. All they've done is pat each other on the back for years and years and years and years. And as the years go on, people leave, people come, people go. People cannot feel free to object or have dissent that are noticeable and critical. You look up, you have 20 people. Then you look up, you have 10 people. Then you look up and you have four people. And again, God is saying, what are you waiting on? And then when somebody comes to help, it gets even darker because you want to hold on to your position. Instead of wanting the church to go and grow and change as it should change, where the gospel and the truth never changes, but the demographics of church change, the culture changes, so the church and the people in the church change. But we all need a savior. We all need the light to become so self-contained instead of a place where there's supposed to be light and life. There's darkness and death and deceit. Yeah, they know the rituals. They know the words. They know how to clap. They know how to shout. They know how to dance. They know how to misquote scripture, use it like a spell book. But there's no growth. There's no maturity. There's only vanity. The, real, the leader who's supposed to be the leader is not the leader. Hey, you know what I'm talking about. The leader is actually somebody else who, who claims they're not a leader, but they run everything. And then somebody comes to help. Remember when Jesus, for those of you who read the Bible, there was a, then don't read the Bible, just check this out. There was a story in the Bible in Matthew chapter 10 where Jesus sent them out. And he told them to go to the lost sheep of Israel. Don't go to the Gentiles, but go to who I've been sent to. Because Jesus was sent to the nation of Israel, his nation. Okay. And he said, go to them. I'm going to give you power and authority to, to heal the sick, cast out demons, any affliction that a person would have. I'm going to give you the power to deal with it. And you go do it. But then he said something I saw was quite interesting. You would think if they got this power, they are demonstrating this power. Why would he have to say that that's light and life? They can give light and life. Okay. Why would he have to say, but if you go into a town or a house and they receive you, give them not only that which I give you authority to, but give them some peace. And peace is simply the lifting of burden, the calming the joy. Then he said, but if they don't, and that's the part that gets me, that's the part the darkness, the deceit, and the dead works come in, where if they don't, 
then let your peace return to you and leave. Now think about that. So you're telling me they're at a place they're supposed to be the most light given out, the most light received. I'm coming to help. And what you're possibly going to get is rejection. Think about that. Can you imagine being the mother of a child? And here come these 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 disciples of Jesus with this power. You've seen them heal other people. And your husband says, I don't want to receive them. But, you know, Johnny next door got healed of being lame. You know, Susan down the street, our cousin can walk again and you don't want to receive them because you want to be in charge. You want to run things. Your darkness is such that you can't see the beauty of the help that comes. And that's what's our problem. Biblical illiteracy, selfishness, envy, jealousy, because we want to hang on. You got singers who can't sing. And instead of allowing a singer to come in with his gift that can sing, you want to keep doing what you're doing. You got preachers who can't preach. You got teachers who can't teach. And it's okay, but God sends you what you need and let, yet and still, you figure you must hang on. I am under no illusion that the ministry that God has given me, Walking Truth Christian Fellowship Church, Walking Truth Radio Network, has to last forever. I'm always looking for the next one. Why do I have to wait till I'm ill before I begin to do what Paul did? He poured into Timothy. He poured into Titus. He poured into Epaphroditus because he wanted to give them light, life, and truth. Thank God that what I've learned, and I always tell you this, I've learned what not to do. Yes, I'm the pastor. And I'm a guide, not a God. I am not to be put on a pedestal because I have clay feet like everybody else. I am to guide them to the glory that when we all work together, that we can achieve some things. And we have with our little ministry. We've achieved a lot of good things for the Lord, a lot of light, a lot of love. And one thing they can say about walking truth is we love you. And we do. We love the hurting. We love the castaways. And I can't blame you. Some of you are sitting on a gift and, 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 you're, and, and, you're, and your gift was put down because the person that wasn't gifted was in that slot and they made you feel like you didn't have a gift. I was at a place where they had some potentially great speakers and because they didn't fit the mold of the old folks or the people that was there that made the decision, they were silenced and now they're thriving. And guess what? Now they're thriving. They want the light back to, to, to dispel their darkness but the light has moved on. See, you got to understand that when you don't receive it, part of the end of that story, for those who aren't saved, y'all know the end of the story. Jesus said that it would be better for that place, it'd be better for Sodom and, Gomorrah, Sodom and Gomorrah than for that place that didn't receive you. So think about that. When light, life, and truth come into your presence and you don't receive it and you choose death, darkness, and deceit, You're worse off than Sodom and Gomorrah. You deserve a greater punishment. And it doesn't have to be that way. That's the key. 
Why can't we figure out that there's people with different gifts and different talents and expressed in different ways that we can receive them? Why does it always have to be this way or that way? Not understanding why you do anything in church, not understanding the history behind it, even the white gloves that you wear, not understanding why you, why is that done other than sanitary reasons? Now, what, what was that from? And, and not understanding and not admitting that 90%, 98% of what you do is a bastardized Catholicism type of worship set up. Whereas the, the divisions are set up just like the temple. And it's not, not a good temple. We're in a new dispensation. We don't need the divisions. We need the unity behind the truth. When Jesus got arrested, they didn't know who he was because he looked like everybody else. He had to speak up. You'll know who the leader is because the leader will stand out because the gift of leadership will make room for you. But when you're striving to be something to the point that you're willing to deceive, bring darkness and death and character assassination, you won't prevail. But when you're willing to sit back and not always be upfront, truly serve with all your heart, not trying to prove anything to the people, but trying to serve God because God has been so good to you. See, this are, these are different motives. These are different methods. Two people can be doing the same thing side by side and one doing it for Christ and one doing it for self, but it looks the same. One's doing it because Christ has been so good to them and they want to just honor their God and show the godliness of Christ in them, the hope of glory. And the other one wants to say, look at me, Christ, look what I've done for you. Which one you think God would justify? Look what I've done so you owe me. Look what I've done so I should be blessed. Look what I've done because I'm doing this so I can get the blessing with my name on it, the car, the job. And the other one says, Lord, I just thank God I can do this for you. I, I'm doing this because of you. I thank God that 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 I'm not worthy to even do this in your name, but I'm gonna do it in your name because you you died for me. Some of you are in churches like that. You just stagnant. You're on autopilot. It's almost as if you got your church clothes, your church card, your church book, your Bible sitting in the corner. You go to Bible study. You just sit there and you socialize. You haven't really learned nothing, but you stay there and you think that's gonna be okay. You think that that's the optimal thing? God wants you to continue to grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And one thing we got to do, saints of God, let's quit being so dark, deceitful, and so peddlers of this death that's called church, that people are deconstructing their um, faith because of true church hurt. Some of it's not real. Some of it's just rebellion from rebellious people. But there's a lot of times it's true church hurt. And I'm going to say this. Everybody makes homosexuality an LBGTQ community. The pariahs of the world. And in Christianity. I just want you to think about this. There are some and too many young men and women who have been turned out into that lifestyle when they were younger by the church is trying to cast them out because that person in leadership doesn't want to be found out that they're unfaithful and they're deviant. Now think about that. 
So we cast away the ones that has been hurt. They cast away the ones that have been taken advantage of. They cast away the ones who've been lied on. There are some people I know personally that are gifted beyond compare, but they will never set foot back in the church because the leadership was too self-centered and didn't really care about them and did some things and said some things with these made-up positions and titles, like First Lady. And they abuse their power and therefore abuse God's people. And the Bible is clear. Woe to the shepherds that scatter my sheep. So I want to encourage you today. I see the difference. I've experienced the difference. Find you a place that loves on you. Sit there for a minute. Don't join with an emotional appeal at any given moment. Because they speak to your emotions and your heart. Sit there and ask the question, what are they teaching? It's more important that you go to their Bible study than their service. It's more important that you listen to the philosophy and the nature of the people than you do at any point in time of a service. No matter how excited it may be, no matter how concert like it may be, no matter how much the bells and whistles flash, remember, you got hooked by that the last time and then you got hurt. Death, darkness, and deceit, light, life, and truth. This is Pastor Jay of Walk of Truth Radio Network. I always want you to be encouraged, blessed, and at peace. Always remember, walk in the truth of the Lord. And I'm praying for all those who are hurt. Remember, do me a favor. Give me a good like. Go to YouTube and subscribe or subscribe and follow on our Walk of Truth Radio Network Facebook page. Or wherever you're listening right now. What do you think? I would love to hear your comments. Peace.